Amen? Hallelujah. Are y'all ready? Revelation, the first chapter. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants the things which must shortly come to pass. He sent and he signified it by his angel unto his servants, to his servant John. The revelation of Jesus Christ. The revelation of Jesus Christ. And that word revelation, uh, it, it means, uh, you know, revelation means the apocalypse. Amen. And in the Greek word for apocalypse, uh, it literally means uncovering and uncovering or else an unveiling an unveiling an uncovering amen it's just like this ball of water sitting right here uh uh you could not tell what it is amen you could not tell what it is until the unveiling amen or the uncover see the the revelation or else the unveiling or the uncovering of god's word it's not like that he ain't no magician. Talk to me, somebody. But it's an uncovering. It's an uncovering. As you move forward, God constantly uncovers. God constantly unveil, I mean reveal. Unveils, rather. So what we're talking about today, the revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen. The uncovering, or you might call it, some folks call it the book of the apocalypse. Amen. Which means literally uncovering. Because see, uh, you know, uh, we had the, uh, uh, the, the, the apocalypse, nobody don't know what's going to happen unless God start uncovering. And that's the way your life is. If God don't start showing you some things in the future, it's, a, it's, a, it's an apocalypse. Amen? But when God starts uncovering, start showing you things. So the revelation of Jesus Christ, which means the uncovering or else unveiling. Talk to me, somebody. Which God gave to him to show unto his servant the thing which must surely come to pass. So because it has not come to pass yet, it had to be uncovered. It had to be revealed so you can make the right decision. Amen? So we need to ask the question today that when we go to church, is there an uncovering or is an unveiling of Jesus? When we go to church today, is there a, a continual uncovering or is an unveiling or else revealing of, of Jesus Christ, who Jesus is, and what Jesus Christ's plan is for your life. That's supposed to be a constantly unveiling. It's just like, you know, when I was working on, on, a, on a secular job, you know, you go to work some days and they didn't cancel your orders, and your supervisor would tell you what you were going to do on that day. It was an unveiling. The plan has changed. An unveiling, an uncovering. Glory to the Lamb of God. And, and, and so we have to ask this question. When we go to church, is there a continual unveiling, a uncovering, amen, of Jesus Christ, and not only uncovering Jesus, but also uncovering God's will concerning you? Because this really is your life. Talk to me, somebody. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 16, 13, uh, Jesus uh, when he passed, when he went through uh, Caesarea Philippi, you know, he asked his disciples, whom do men say that the son of man am? Amen? And, and, and cause it was, it's supposed to be an uncovering. Who do, because see, really you can't get it from men. Who do men say that the son of man am? I mean, who Jesus Christ, and who is, is Jesus being uncovered to you? And it's so strange, you know, last week I was looking at some, history stuff, and they were talking about who was Jesus, but that's that flesh. Amen? Flesh really can't tell you who Jesus is. Some said that he was John the Baptist. Some said that he was Elijah, and some said that he was one of the prophets. Amen? But Jesus said, who do you say that I am? And everybody was silent, and then Peter stood up and said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said unto Peter, Blessed are thou, Simon by Jonah, for flesh and blood did not uncover or else unveil or else reveal unto you who Jesus is. Yes. Amen? And because Peter had a revelation or else an uncovering or else an unveiling of who Jesus was, Jesus said, Blessed are thou, Peter, Simon by Jonah. Yes. 
flesh and blood did not tell you that. But because you, you have started to see who Jesus is upon this rock, or this foundation, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail because of the unveiling. Or the, I'm telling you, in your life, you need a constantly unveiling and uncovering who Jesus really is. And Brother David already told y'all who he really is. He's a very present help in a time of need. If you try to look too far down the road, you're going to miss it. Hallelujah. But when you get in trouble, he'll be right there. When you pass through the water, he'll be there. When you go through the fire, he'll be right there. Hallelujah. The revelation of Jesus Christ and uncovering unveiling of who he really is. So we need to ask this question when we go to the church world today. Is there an uncovering? Is there an unveiling who Jesus is? Or are we going to find out who is the L.A. pastors? Or who got a new reality show? Or what's the latest dance? Is Jesus being unveiled and uncovered? Or is flesh being uncovered and unveiled? And somebody said, you know, we do this because we're trying to draw the young folk. Jesus told Peter, said, blessed are thou, Simon Barjohn, flesh and blood did not unveil or uncover who Jesus is. He said, he said and upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. Flesh can never tell you who Jesus is. As much as I love dancing, my dancing can never reveal unto you who Jesus is. As much as black folks like to joke and tell jokes, my jokes can never tell you who Jesus is. It got to be a constant unveiling, uncovering. Peter had that revelation. And because Peter had that revelation, he said, upon this rock, that means it ain't built yet, we can start building. So you can't build no church unless you start on the truth. And Jesus is that chief cornerstone. Got to be an unveiling. Got to be an uncovering. Got to be a revealing. My God, my God, my God. And church people done lost that. They just go because it's something to do. Wonder what's going to happen today. Flesh can never reveal. Into, flesh can never uncover who Jesus is. Jesus asked his disciples that question in St. Luke, I believe, I believe it's St. Matthew or, or 16, 14. Who do men say? And men's going to miss it every time because that's flesh. Well, he prophesied, so he must be one of them old prophets. He must, he, he must be Elijah. He, might, he got to be one of them. But who do you say? Peter said, thou art the Christ. It took an uncovering to find out who Jesus is. And how come we're not supposed to preach except we be sent? And, and, and God knows I don't feel like the most qualified. I feel like the most unqualified. But from the time that I started preaching, even up to this day, God is always unveiling and revealing something to me about who Jesus really is. Talk to me, somebody. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, have mercy. Hallelujah. My God, my God, flesh could never do that. Flesh could never reveal unto you who Jesus is. Peter said, uh, 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 Jesus told Peter, as quoted to you, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. Amen? So now what God gave me here, because see, he told Peter, said, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church, and the very gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And then he told Peter, said, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. And whatsoever you bind on earth, I'm going to bind it in heaven. And whatsoever you loose on earth, I'm going to loose it in heaven. Now, what people do not realize about a true Christian's life. Are you following me, saints? Thank you, Jesus. Once you start getting close to your blessing, because guess what? That's who Jesus is. <laughs> I told you you got to be an unveiling. Jesus is your blessing. Once you start getting close to your destiny, what God has promised you. Amen? 
Guess what's going to happen? The very gates of hell is going to come against you. Amen? The very gates of hell is going to come against you. Amen? But the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. Amen? Talk to me, somebody. Hallelujah. That's how come we need God to keep unveiling. Folks come to church and prophesy, and I do too. Tell you what God going to do for you, and oh my God, and we will see that prophecy, and we shout all over the place. But what you don't realize, see, all prophecy is, is given by inspiration, and it's profitable. Amen. It edifies us. What God is trying to get you to do, he's trying to pick you up from your dead life of sin and telling you to keep on running. Because I'm still unveiling. What you're dealing with now is not your future. This is not your destiny. So God will show you a little bit more to make you run a little bit further. He'll give you a word of encouragement. That's what prophecy comes for. That's what it comes to edify you. It comes to build you up. Amen. For the edifying of the body of Christ. That's how come God gave us fivefold ministries. Amen. To to unveil, to reveal unto us who Jesus is, but to be honest with you, in one aspect, Jesus is your blessing. And when you start getting close to what God has already promised you, your blessing, the gates of hell is going to come against you. But those gates shall not prevail because you're going to, because of the unveiling of Jesus. How many of y'all hear me, somebody? Thank you, you all kind of thing. And when it comes to a child of God life, Man, they go through things that normal folks don't go through. Yeah. Hey, I mean, before Jesus Christ was even, uh, uh, when, before Jesus was born, it was a decree sent out by King Herod to kill every boy baby two years old and under. Because the devil knew that when Jesus came on the scene, it was going to be an unveiling, an uncovering of who he really was. So the devil tried all he could to stop that process. So when God gave you a word of prophecy, man, you need to come back to the house of God and build on that. You, you need to say, your inheritance is among them that sanctify. Do you think you're going to spend all your time in the world, which is your enemy? The world is your enemy. The Bible says you're in the world, but you're not of the world. Y'all must say amen. Ain't nothing in the world but the pride of life and the love of the eye and of the flesh. That's not of God. But this really is your life. And, and we need to ask this question, is there an unveiling, an uncovering of Jesus Christ? And the only way that's going to happen, I need to stay before God. Oh, y'all ain't heard me yet. Talk to me, somebody. Thank you, Jesus. And what God gave me here, uh, this world is full of gates of hell to swallow you up. Isaiah uh, 5 and 4 says, hell has opened her mouth without measure. Yeah. Amen? But because of the continual unveiling of Jesus Christ, the gates of hell is not going to swallow you up. Yeah. So you got to hear that word. Yeah. David said, my feet had almost slipped. Yeah. My feet had well nigh slipped. That means the devil had a gates of, when you started getting close to your blessing, the gates of hell are going to set traps for you. It's going to be plots everywhere. Even from folk that you think that you know. Y'all better say amen. But because of the unveiling of God's truth, the gates of hell shall not prevail. Hallelujah. And that's where the church comes. Upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. Amen. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. And how come the gates of hell is not going to prevail? Because I'm going to give you the key. Because just like there are gates of hell, there are gates of Zion. Hallelujah. There are gates of Zion. And I believe in the book of Proverbs, it, it said, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and get saved. The devil got the gates of hell to swallow you up, to swallow up your blessing, to stop your progress. But just like those are gates of hell, there are gates of Zion. God got made a way. Because the gates of hell, if you keep believing God's word, the gates of hell will not prevail. Even if you have not been perfect, the gates of hell shall not prevail because God gave key, Peter the keys. And the key is in that word somewhere. God will give you a word. 
that will, that will cause you to escape the very gates of hell. But as long as you live, the gates of hell are going to fight you. There are going to be tracks. There are going to be pitfalls. Y'all better say amen. My God, my God. And sometimes the, 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 the pitfall get up under you. And, and God got to make your feet so big till your feet straddle it. David said, God has enlarged my footstep up under me. In other words, a, a, a hole will come just big enough to swallow up normal feet. But when you walk across it, your feet spiritually get so long till they go across the gap. And you walk across it. And, when that, and then they'll make the pit a little bit bigger. And then God makes your feet like hind feet. And then you jump over the gap. You jump over it now. Oh my God. Need a new chair right there. Tell Lord, thank you. See, God is not going to let the gates of hell prevail because of the constantly unveiling, uncovering of who Jesus Christ really is. How many of y'all hear me now? Now, God gave this to me this morning by 2.39. Tell the folks this. Amen? The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to, amen, to, uh, to show his servant. The thing which must shortly come to pass. And he signified it by the angel unto his servant John. No flesh can tell you who Jesus is. I don't care how many talent shows and how many actors. Amen? But it's going to take an unveiling, an uncovering of God. Not only who Jesus is, but what is the will of God concerning you. And, 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 a, and a way to get there, the Bible said, in all things, give thanks. For this is the will of God. You don't know the will of God. It's when you don't know the will of God, you just start thanking God. And when you start giving God thanks, he start unveiling. And not only does he start unveiling, but he also, he opens up a gate in Zion. Amen? Talk to me somebody. I want you to skip it all the way down. Praise God. To the 12th verse. We're going to read that first verse again. And the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave, his, gave to him to show unto his servant the thing which must shortly come to pass. He sent and signified it by his servant, by an angel unto his servant. The twelfth verse, and I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. See, this, this is a part of the unveiling, the uncovering. People don't even read this. They're scared to read it here. Talk to me, somebody. Hallelujah to God. <clears throat> and in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, one likened to the Son of Man, clothed with garments down to his feet, and girded about the path with a golden girdle. This is the unveiling, the uncovering of who Jesus really is. I'm telling y'all, Saint Jesus is so great. He is so great. He's so awesome. He's so powerful. And all of this is for you. But it has to be unveiled or uncovered. It comes through the revelation of who he really is. God will let you get into all kind of myth. And to prove to you that he is who he said he is, he'll bring you right out. It always happened. It happened in the Old Testament. The children of Israel was in Egypt for 400 years. But when God got ready, he gave Moses a word. And whenever Moses obeyed that word, God always moved. Even when they got down to the Red Sea. Moses stretched out his hands and the water stood on a heap. And the children of Israel went cross on dry land. They was in the desert of Zen for all of these years. And there was nothing to eat. My God, but God still made a way because of the unveiling. Now how come you, God will let you go to something where you don't see nothing. Amen? You got to keep on walking. Uh, the, the Bible said, I believe it's in Psalms, uh, 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 it's in there somewhere. Psalm 119 says, it said, the word is a lamp unto my feet and it's a light unto my pathway. And see, we got all these bright lights in these big cities now. We don't understand the days of old. We don't understand no dark streets. Amen? But uh, uh, the, the light was so poor. It was so dark walking down the mountainside until if they had a lander. Y'all know what a lander is? You couldn't see very far. Cause you, especially when you're in the Rocky Mountain, you had to know where your feet was at. So they literally put the lamp on their feet 
and they could see no further than their feet because there was rocks down there. It was a big old gulf down there. It's a cliff. So the word is a light to my feet. It's a lamp to my feet. It's a light to my pathway. Every time you make a step, God unveils. He uncovers your future. And when God tells you to stand still and see the salvation of God, that means he's going to put a light around you. But sometimes the light gets so dim till it's only on your feet. You won't know the next move until you make that step. But it still is an unveiling. And all that stuff I'm talking about, that's Jesus. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. And the Word was with God. All things that was made was made by Him. And without Him ain't nothing made that was made. You know, some man sent from God whose name was John. He was not that light, but he came to bear witness. That means he had the Holy Ghost, and he was telling the folks that God going to move for y'all. Do you love me, saint? So when we go to the church world, or else an event today, is there an unveiling or uncovering who Jesus is, or is it the unveiling of some man or some clown or somebody trying to get the glory? Or somebody looking for 15 minutes of fame. My God, is God being uncovered? Y'all better say amen. That's how come he said in one place, keep thy feet in the house of God. Be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath, and slow to give sacrifices unto fools. Ooh, I'm preaching right now. Now, I'm not claiming to tell you that I know everything. The only thing that I know is what God revealed unto me. 25 years ago, I thought I knew my Bible. But I discovered that I don't know nothing but what God showed me. But what thing, one thing I do know is every t- everything that God tells me is, is true. My wife and I was in, was in Ashburg, South Carolina, and we were praying about some things, even then. And God woke me up at 3 o'clock in the morning, and he told me this word right here. He said, the secret things belong to God. The thing that I reveal belongs to to us and to our children that we may keep his commandment. Everything God revealing to you, it is to help you stand. But there's a lot of things about you that God ain't told about you. It belongs to God. The children of Israel did not even know about the Holy Ghost. They said, Father God, are you going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He said, it is not for you to know the time and the season which the Father has put in his own power, but you shall receive power. To be a witness of me, both in Jerusalem and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. You go, when this thing come upon you, God going to put some words in your mouth. Go to the 17th verse. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he's, amen. And he laid his right hand upon me. And to me, and he said, fear not. I am the first and the last. Talk to me, somebody. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus Christ, he said, fear not. Talk to me, somebody. When the gates of hell come against you, fear not. Fear will cause you to jump off a cliff. Fear will cause you to make the wrong decision. It'll cause you to push the panic button. It'll make you think that there ain't no God nowhere. It'll make you think that God has forgot. It'll make you think that you are all alone. But Jesus said, I will never leave you. I never forsake you. I'll be with you always, even until the end of the world. Do you love me, think? So he said, fear not. Amen? When the gates of hell come against you, fear not. And how come you're not going to fear the gates of hell? Amen? Because he said uh, in the 18th verse, I am he that liveth and was dead. See, the gates of hell represents death. It represents the finder. Amen. Uh, 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 your fate. That's the end of it. So what he's telling you, don't fear the gates of hell because the gates of hell come to permanently stop you, block you, cut you off, destroy you. He said, don't fear because I, 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 I was dead, but I'm living forevermore. I know all about the gates of hell. Somebody said, you just don't understand what I'm going through. Well, Jesus already been there, honey child. Amen? 
And not only have he been there, he said, I'm he that liveth and was dead. He said, behold, I live forevermore. Because I live forevermore, I can always open unto you a gate of Zion. I can always make a way of escape for you. Even when you're in the midst of trouble, God can always make a way. See, the name of the Lord is the strong tower. The righteous run into it and is saved. In Psalm 27, we quote it all the time. In times of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. He always makes a way. And it says, in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. Now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me. They're still looking for me, but what they don't realize, God has opened a gate of Zion. And when the gates of Zion is open, out of Zion shall come forth deliverance. Woo, somebody say something. Hallelujah. My God, my God. All of this is to unveiling who he is. He's a very present help in the time of need. He's water in dry places. He's a way out of no way. He's joy in the midst of sorrow. My God, he's a friend for the friendless. He's a mother for the motherless. Hallelujah! I'm talking about the unveiling, the uncovering of who he really is. <sighs> Lord, how much? That's what the, the Bible is. Fear not. I am he that liveth and was dead, behold, I live forevermore. And not only that, he said, I have the keys of hell and death. See, see, the gates of hell is trying to perfect prevail. The devil said, if I just can get you down in that gate. And let's be realistic. According to the Bible, it ain't many folks that went to hell and came out. Jesus went to hell and came out. The Bible said he led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto men. The gift that he gave us is to preach the gospel. That's the unveiling. That's the uncovering. You go ahead on, girl. <laughs> Are you following me, saint? So he said, uh, uh, my God, let's preach this Bible today. <sighs> Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. He said, I am he that liveth and was dead. Behold, I live forevermore. Amen. And he said, I have the keys of hell and death. Because those very gates of hell always come against the church. And if people, if Christ is not constantly being unveiled, you will panic, you will faint. But Jesus told Peter, because Peter understood who Jesus was, that's why you start building it. If you're going to go to church, you go to where that preacher know who, at least he knows something about Jesus. And he said that Upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. But those gates are going to fight you for the rest of your life. And because those gates are going to fight you, you need to know the unveiling of Jesus. He always got a low place. He always got a hiding place. He always got a way to bring you out. And they are called the gates of Zion. Do you love me, church? Somebody bless him. Thank you, Jesus. He said right here, Write the thing which thou hast seen, and the thing which shall, which are, and the thing which shall be hereafter. Everybody know what you've been through. And some folks try to judge where you're at right now. But nobody don't know what's going to happen tomorrow unless God unveils. 19. He said, Write the thing which thou hast seen, the thing which shall be hereafter. The mystery of the star which thou sawest in my right hand and the seven golden candlesticks, the seven stars or the angel of the seven churches. Uh, or you might say angels or ministers. A preacher, a, a man that is anointed of God, he really is a star. When Paul and Peter preached, they had a light around their head, a halo. Because what they did, God made his angel a ministering spirit. And when God put that, that spirit in that man's mind, he was able to tell the church. 
And that's how it was unveiled to them who Jesus was, the uncovering. So he was letting him know what he saw in the book of Revelation, uh, this mystery of these seven stars and these candlesticks. Talk to me, somebody. The star represents the minister or the preacher. You need a star in your pulpit, not a movie star. Not a celebrity. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about somebody that can tell you what God say. Somebody that can unveil. Somebody that can uncover. Can tell you what's going to come to pass. Somebody say something. Lord have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Lord have mercy. Are unveiling the revelation of Jesus Christ. The uncovering of who he really is. He's more than the son of man. Come on, saying He's more than a rock. Y'all better say amen. He is the rock of ages. He is more than water. He is water, but he's more than water. He is bread, but he's more than bread. My God, he is help, but he's more than help. If you understand who he is, I don't care what situation you is, you'll be looking for God to move. Hallelujah. David said, yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. That's the gate of hell. I will fear no evil because God is with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Surely, goodness and mercy. All the days of my life. It might not look so good right now, but somewhere, goodness and mercy is going to start following me. And how come goodness and mercy going to follow me? Because I'm going to dwell in the house of God. That's the church. That's the church that, that, that the gates of hell shall not prevail again. God said, I'm going to build my church. And if you stay in the church, the gates of hell will not prevail. Because God gave Peter the keys to the kingdom. Whatsoever you bind on earth, I bind it in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth, I loose it in heaven. Hallelujah. And sometimes you take those keys and you bind up the gates of hell. And you loose the gates of Zion. Hallelujah. Somebody praise him. My God, my God, my God. Look around here and say, it ain't gonna, it's not going to prevail. The very gates of hell, as a Christian, is going to come against you. But honey child, it won't prevail. Because God gave Peter the keys. Peter was the chief apostle. Hallelujah to God. Woo! Somebody say something. Somebody praise one more time. Thank you, Jesus. So the mystery, see that word mystery, it means something that, the word mystery in the Greek, it means obscure. It means something that is hidden until revealed. It, the, the word mystery has to do with a stained glass window. I know it's something on the other side of that window, but I can't see it because the glass is stained. It's a mystery. And the only way I can see on the other side, it got to be an unveiling or uncovering. But what you don't realize, the revelation of Jesus Christ for you personally and individually, there's a un- God got something covered up for you. That you don't know about. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Neither have entered into the hearts of men. The thing that God has prepared for them to do what? Love him. Every, every human being that God creates, God makes provision. But the thing about it is a lot of us never get it unveiling to us. You are not an accident. I don't care if your mother and father was married or not. I don't care who your parents were. I don't care if you, if you were adopted. God got a plan for you. It needs to be unveiled. And if you're going to learn it, he said, Behold, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. Jesus Christ became the son of man. And when I accept that son of man, I ex- uh, Jesus Christ, he became a man that I could be a son of God. That's an unveiling. That's an uncovering. And that's how come we're supposed to go to church to find out more about Jesus. Not who can dance the best, and I believe in dancing. Y'all gonna say, man? Not who's the tallest and the darkest or the handsomest or the prettiest or the fine. Don't y'all mess with me. I need to know who Jesus is. 
in my life, I, that needs to be an unveiling. Your life is not a mistake. You are not a mistake. Y'all better say amen. But the only thing that's missing is an unveiling. And if you're going to start that thing to be uncovered, the Bible says in all things, give thanks. Give thanks. If you don't start thanking God that you're still here, this is the will of God concerning you. Lord, have mercy. A preacher called one time and said, uh, Pastor, where's my calling? I said, I don't know. Y'all can see me. You see, y'all don't know. Man, I, mean, I get all kind. A lady called my house one time and said, Pastor, who broke my house? I said, I don't know who broke your house. Was they black or was they white? Honey, child, I don't know. I am not a fortune teller. Y'all can see me. 20, the mystery of the seven stars which I uh, uh, in my right hand, amen, the seven golden candlesticks, that's the church. The church is supposed to be a city that sits on a hill. Amen? The seven stars are the angels, which means ministers. Every church had a pastor. Amen? Unto the seven churches. The seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the what? Seven not no seven church age, seven churches that was in Asia Minor. Talk to me, somebody. Thank you, Jesus. A candlestick is made to uncover or to unveil. Amen? If, if the church that you attend, if it don't uncover something or unveil, then God is not in the church. First of all, he sought the mystery, which means it was all covered up. Amen? Of the seven stars. And he explained that the seven stars, amen, are the angel, or the minister. And then uh, the candlestick is the church. Now how come when the world see the church, they're supposed to see a light. And when the world no longer sees a light at the church, the church is no longer the church. You'll be amazed how many sinner folks that come up to us and, and, and these men say, look, man, I ain't ready to get saved. I'm a devil. But when I get ready to get saved, I'm coming over there because there's something special about you. As a matter of fact, I was up there at a, 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 a I was at, 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 at the, at the, uh, at the uh, post office. And these little children, because see, y'all about to always peep my hands anyway. Y'all know I'm talking about Celeste. And gave me them five hundred dollars. Now we she might, might, I don't know. But anyway, so when Celeste's son was living, he got killed out here in Harlem on a, on a four wheeler. But uh, when I first met that man, because those those Indian folks are very spiritual. They are super spiritual. When I met uh, her son John Hall, he was hiding a beer. He said, "Hey, dog, you know I come out here at my beer, dog." I said, "Why?" He said, I know you're real, dog. He said, when you got out the car, I seen a light on your head. And I was just trying to respect you, dog. I said, wow. So when that lady stopped me up there, she had all of her grandchildren, because he got about seven or eight of them. Y'all would say, man. And I, don't, I saw them children when they were babies. They said, and they all spiritual. Now, I ain't said the Holy Spirit, but they all spiritual. They said, hey, mister, you, the, you is so old. I said, thank you. You got all that white hair. But aren't you that one that be casting out devils? They said, wow, you are so weird, man. <laughs> I said, who are you? They said, look at you. You're so different. It's something about you. They so super spiritual. She said, wow. They said, wow, that man right there with that white hair, he casts out. He's a devil chaser. Little old kids, this size. Little, 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 little Native American children. But they are all spiritual. The same thing happened the first time I went to Jamaica. We went to Jamaica, and uh, the pastor only had a pickup truck. And uh, uh, my wife was afraid to ride in the back of the pickup truck, so I got back there with the ladies, and I told you get up front with the pastor. So they drive really fast over there. And we stopped at a place to get some oil because the pastor's truck was using a lot of oil. You know, this oil did not come from a gas station. It came from somebody's house. People selling the oil and stuff, you know. But nevertheless, he was pouring the oil in his truck, and a man came down the street with, 
no shirt on, with a stick in his hand, and he came up and he said, you can't judge me, man. He said, you can't judge me, man. I said, what did you say? He said, I know who you are. Go back to America. You come to torment me before my time. I said, huh? But a devil was talking out of him. And so when I said, when I realized, Sister Mara said, he, he, he talking to you because his accent was so coarse. And I stood up and he said, what? When I stood up, he ran. You can't judge me. You can't judge me, man. You can't judge me. And he ran. He said, go back to America. Amen? Everybody's spiritual except for so-called saved folks. We don't know number what BET taught us. Do you love me, church? Amen? One more time. Amen? Psalm 118, 17. Everybody can find it. I shall not die, but live, and declare the works of God. Now, dying has to do with the gates of hell. Because the devil knows that when you go to hell, that's the end. And he constantly got these gates set for you. Trying to kill you. Trying to destroy you. Amen? But then God put a word in the preacher's mouth which literally is a gate of Zion. And instead of saying, I'm going to die, instead of saying it's doom and gloom, sometimes the word is naughty in your mouth. That's the word of faith which we preach. Instead of saying, I'm going to die, it's all over. Nobody don't love me. I ain't got no friend. I shall not die, but live. And how come I'm going to live? It's because God is going to cause me to escape the gate of hell. Because this world is full of gates of hell. And once you ever escape a gate of hell, you'll start declaring. And I'm going to declare the works of God. You're going to tell somebody else. Just because you done came to the end of your rope, that don't mean that's the end of your rope. See, see, you're going to, delete, and you're going to declare the works of God. Just like the devil got gates of hell, there are gates of Zion. There are ways of escape. And sometimes God lets you go through stuff just to be able to come out of stuff. Do you love me, saints? All that church. Amen? And it says, the Lord has chastened me so. Sometimes God would allow the old gates of hell. You see all kind of bad stuff. Amen? Chasing me is a chest tie. The Lord has chased me so, but he has not given me over to death. That means God will let you see the gate, let you see the trap. I, I never forget this. I've always been a vision man. I, I was having vision before I knew a vision was a vision. And I was praying for this young man one time. And I saw him walking. And I saw him, it was just like it was a deep hole. And it was some tree limbs across the hole and pine straw covered it up. And I saw him making these steps. And as he took those steps, one of those steps fit, went down inside that pit. But he held on with his other feet. And he walked out of it. The devil constantly set trap for you. He constantly dig pits for you. And God constantly calls you to escape because of the church. Because the, the, the gates of hell shall not prevail. Do y'all understand me, saints? Hallelujah. So the Lord has chastened me so, but he has not given me over to death. It says, open to me the gates of what? Righteousness, and I will go into them. Wow. The gates of hell open up to destroy your dreams, your hopes, your future, your victory. But God opens unto the righteousness a gate that calls them to escape. Are you following me, saints? And somebody need to say right now, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of God. And see, the declaration is the testimony. That means God brought you out of it. You're going to tell somebody else, you ain't going to die. Now, not only are you gonna, not going to die physically, remember God made provision for everybody he ever created. Amen? It needs to be a constantly unveiling, uncovering, because the gates of hell are going to try to swallow you up. Amen? That's how come David said, one thing have I desired, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of God to behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in his temple. 
Because in times of trouble, he's going to hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. Amen? Because trouble going to come. The gates of hell, it's dangerous out there. God, no, I don't see how folks make it. It is so dangerous. But if you, David said, I desire to dwell in the house of God. Because, because the gates of hell will not prevail against the house of God. Amen? Open to me the gates of righteousness, and I will go into them, and I will praise the Lord. This gate of the Lord, unto which the righteous shall enter. And righteousness do not mean that you're perfect. It means that you are a believer. Amen? And it means that you are striving. And God knows when the gates of hell come to swallow you up, God got another gate for the righteous to escape. That's how Lot got away. Lot escaped Sodom and Gomorrah because God opened a gate. And that gate came through Abraham's prayer. Hallelujah. Escape for your life. Matter of fact, see, that fire was so big until it burned up everything. And the Bible said a, a lot tarried. And the angels of the Lord caught Lot and his two virgin daughters by the shoulder, picked them up, took them out of that place. They escaped. If the word spoken by angels is steadfast, and every transgressor receive a just recompense of reward, how shall we escape? If we neglect so great a salvation, which was confirmed to us by the Lord. It was spoken by the Lord, rather. And it was confirmed to us by them that heard him. And because they heard God, God bared them witness with signs and wonders and divers gifts and miracles of the Holy Ghost. Talk to me, somebody. I'm trying to get through now. God be my witness. I was praying for a lady. A whole lot of folks. I mean, uh, that was just a pet right there. She had cancer in opera bar. The doctor cut you open and sold you back up. Y'all gonna say me. Another lady, I'm not gonna call her name now. And God knows, I put my head in her stomach. I just, I was in the spirit. And I said, you ain't gonna die. And I caught, hold, hold my right to my mouth, son. Hold my, hold my mic to my mouth. I put my head in her stomach like this right here. And I held her like this right here. And I said, I rebuke this cancer in Jesus' name. God gave her a miracle. And I said, why don't you come to church and testify? She said, I don't want to afford to know my business. I said, just testify. Just tell what God did. No, I'm not going to let God know she had, the doctor gave her three months. Cancer was through her whole body. Amen? But uh, she did not realize that you're supposed to declare the wicks. I'm not going to die. I'm going to live, but I'm going to declare the wicks. I'm going to tell somebody else what God can do. Y'all better say amen. Hallelujah. I will declare the wicks of God. Amen? Talk to me, somebody. I'm finished now. Hallelujah. This is the gate unto which the righteous shall enter. I will praise thee, for thou hast heard me and art become my salvation. It says the stone which the builders refused to become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. Hallelujah to God. I'm not going to go any further. And I'm not going to sit there and tell you no lie like I know your future. I ain't going to tell you that lie. I'm not going to tell you that I know what you got to go through. I ain't going to tell you what you've been through. I don't even know what my children got to go through. But I can promise you this. If you stay in the church of, of God, the gates of hell will not prevail. Because God will give that preacher a key. Y'all will say amen. To the kingdom. Hallelujah to God. And when you get that key, you start binding and you start loosening. So the revelation of Jesus Christ, we need to ask that question. When we do go to church, is there an unveiling? Or do we leave there feeling secular, which means worldly? We know all everybody's business. We know what they're doing on TV. But we, ain't, we have not discovered that as long as you live, there are going to be pitfalls. 
And I thank God for my misunderstood life. They, my folks didn't talk about the past. All those gates of hell trying to destroy me. Eight years old, hit by a car, pronounced dead. But the gates of hell not prevent. My mother listened to A.A. Allen on the radio. He says, a little old red lady. He said, lay your hands on the radio. My mama laid her hands on the radio and she got healed. So when she started getting prayer cloth from that man. And when I got hit by that car, my mama took a prayer cloth and put one right here. She put one right there. My, my hip was broke up near the hip socket. I supposed to be walking like this right here, y'all. Y'all know how them folks walk? That's how I supposed to be walking. Then when that bone is broke that closer to that socket, to that, that, that joint, you know, at that time, you didn't get no artificial surgery. You just no artificial hip. My mom put one right here and one. I'm just trying to show you the gates of hell. Because I'm telling you, from that accident, I used to blink out. I didn't know a red light from a green light. Amen? I never learned like normal folks learn to this day. I don't learn like other folks learn. God revealed. He talked to me. And to be honest with you, God started dealing with me when my mama put a prayer cloth on my head when I was eight years old. There was something in that cloth. Oh, yes, it was. Never seen the man. He, he always, but it was power in that cloth. And to this very day, I'm the most unique preacher that I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know that the gates of hell can't stop Fred. And it's not going to stop you. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah to God. But I do want to warn you that the gates of hell is everywhere. The gates of hell did not prevail. I could tell you story after story, but the time then got late. I had a 77 Ford Pinto. I was coming from Rinka. I worked at Rinka in Belglade. And it was during this time of year, it was ringing. And, and we was going home early. So uh, when I got in my car, the devil spoke to me and said, I'm going to kill you. I, it didn't bother me because I hadn't heard things before. So I'm driving down the road said, thank you, Lord, for another victory. Just driving. And out of the middle of nowhere, like a boat out of the blue, because it was a light ring, the highway was halfway wet, my car started spinning. It spins so violently until it spins down through the median trip, uh, strip. It spins up on the southbound lane of 27. And a tracking trailer missed me just like that. Whew. I backed my car off the southbound lane. And when I backed it up, my front tire was flat. The car spent so violently till my tire was flat. I got out and I changed my tire. And by the time when I got to Harlem, my wife was standing in the front yard. It was standing in the Harlem trailer park. It was a light ring. She was standing like this right here. And she said, what happened a few minutes ago? I said, why? She said, what happened? Because I was still shaking. She said, God told me to go out, go in the yard, stretch your hand toward Belglade because the devil going to try to kill your husband, but I have a work for him to do. She stretched her hand, and I escaped the gates of hell. <laughs> Hallelujah to God. If God did that for you, yours might not be that dry, that, that uh, 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 how you say it, dynamic, dramatic. But the very mere fact that you are here today, whether you know it or not, you have escaped. Do you hear me? Your life is not an accident. Your life is not an accident. And God is getting ready to move for somebody. So as you stand right where you're at, I don't know your future. <clears throat> but what I come to tell you, if you stay in the house of God, it ain't got to be this church. See, I ain't, I ain't funny. I, I don't steal memos. I don't make nobody follow me. Because I know what I got up in my belly. It's a word of him. And they call us everywhere. Amen? But I'm telling you the truth. The gates of hell will not prevail against your dreams. And how come it don't prevail? Because God give keys to the preacher. And what he tell you, you got a new lease on life. You got another chance. Hallelujah. He'll pick you up. He'll turn you around. God is going to make a way for you. How many believe it? God going to fix it for your children. How many believe it? God going to make a way out of no way. How many believe it? Hallelujah. And I want you to just bow your heads right now. We're getting ready to pray for everybody. I'm going to go home now. And God, what we're going to do, we're going to rebuke the gates of hell. 
And we're going to ask God to open more gates of Zion that the righteous run into and is saved. Hallelujah to God. Just like there are traps and death traps and tricks and plots, God got a gate that the righteous run in. In the Old Testament, they had what they called a city of refuge. That if a man accidentally was in the woods, cutting wood with the axe, and the axe head came off and hit another man and killed him, God had Moses to set aside three cities. And they was called a city of refuge. That when that man ran into that city, the pursuer could not go in after him. Lord, have mercy. I want you to come around this all the way quick. I feel like that's the, this is going to be the gate right here. I ain't laying hands on nobody, but my God, you've been blocked long enough. It's not going to prevail. You've just been here, that's all. You've just been blocking fault. Family been fault. Promise has been fault. Dreams been fault. But God is going to move for you today. Because of this word. Hallelujah. Oh God, I thank you. The Holy Spirit. Pray that God open a gate here today. And whenever God open a gate, it ain't just for you. It's for your whole interest. It's for your household. It's for your children. It's for everything that you touch. The devil is a lie. I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom. And today, we're going to burn what ain't good. And what is good, we're going to loose it. And God going to loose it in heaven. God going to loose your blessing. God going to loose your dreams. God going to loose your children. God going to loose your health. God going to loose your joy. God going to loose your finance. God going to bind the gates of hell. God going to bind every hindering spirit. Everything that try to block you and destroy you. We bind it on earth. God bind it in heaven. That spirit that's, that's, that's so contrary. That's control, controlling family members. I rebuke it in Jesus name. I plead the blood of Jesus upon you right now. I set you free. By a miracle of deliverance. All of these blessings. We ask in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. Be loose. Be set free. Be delivered. The gates of Zion has opened up. Hallelujah. That the righteous can run in and get saved. No evil shall befall thee. Only of the eyes shall thou behold the reward of the wicked. For in times of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. The Lord is at thy right hand. I shall not be moved. Set them free. Bless them. Save them. Deliver them. Heal them. In Jesus' name. I rebuke the devil that's trying to destroy. Lord, I thank you. In Jesus' name. Receive you. Now, I just heard it here. Receive you, the Holy Ghost. Come on, praise him right now. Come on, just begin to just praise him. Come on and praise him today. Come on and praise him. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah. And I call it done in Jesus' name for the glory of God. In Jesus' name. And let everybody say, the continuation of that scripture says, and this is the day that the Lord has made. And what God has done, we will rejoice and be glad in. But tomorrow there needs to be another unveiling. I need God to keep on talking. But right now, you're all right. Shake hands and tell somebody, say, you're straight right now. Say, you're straight right now. I won't let you fall if you lean on me. Jesus said, lean. Heard Jesus say, you can lean. Heard my Jesus said, you can lean on me.
And I won't let you fall if you lean on me. When your burden get heavy, you can lean. When your burden get heavy, you can lean on me. When your burden get heavy, you can lean on me. I won't let you fall when you lean on me. Come on, put them hands together. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody shout yes. Shout yes. Shout yes. Hallelujah to God. Somebody shout glory. Shout glory. Shout glory. Woo, Jesus. Hallelujah to God. Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen again.